Samuel. Emelina. That works for me. Yeah. So it's end of February already. I know. February. February. Fe- feb- library. Yeah. February. Library. 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 Um, Jesus. How have two months already passed? We're just having such a good time. That's I guess good, that's 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 the the issue. That's a good point. They do say time flies when you're having fun. Yeah. And I guess that also explains why we extended acoustic season. Our yep. official punk goes pot acoustic season from one month to the last two. Yeah. We loved it. I know. They're my favourite comp albums of the entire series. Yeah. I fucking love Punk Goes Acoustic. It's just so good. We had so many laughs. We shed a few tears along a few the way tears. as well. Made a lot of friends. New friends. I know. Lots of like, God, just bumper to bumper interviews with like really huge names. And just lots of inside jokes for the listener as well. I know. Like our fan base has just grown exponentially. I'm so... Like, I cannot thank you all enough for listening. And that's outside of Brazil as well. Yeah, no. Yeah. And like, the Philippines. Like, we're, we're huge outside of those countries now. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, it's all because of Punk Goes Acoustic. Yeah. Fucking love it. Right? I know. So, what, I mean, I'm pretty exhausted. What about yourself? Well, I mean, you can kind of hear it in my voice. Like, I'm a bit croaky. Like you are sounding a bit like Tom Waits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sounding like oh, yeah, this one's from Punk Girls Acoustic. <laughs> I, yeah, I think again, it's just testament to the power of the acoustic covers, right? Yeah. Like I've just had so much to say about them that my voice has given out. I think when they were talking about Chicken Soup for the Soul, yeah. Punk goes acoustic songs really were the chicken soup for the soul. I just feel, I feel so much better in my body and I feel so much better spiritually. Yeah. I'm, I'm at one with, with everything at the moment, the universe. Yeah. Like, God, two months of acoustic pod episodes, like my skin is cleared like, I know my throat's a bit scratchy, but, like, it's in a good way. Like, yeah. when you used to come home from a show and you've just been, like, enjoying yourself so much. Yeah. And you can barely talk. You don't like, even need honey and lemon. You just need more acoustic songs. I know. Just the power of a white guy with an acoustic guitar. It's just, it really does something to me. I love it. Oh. It's just so restorative. Like, white people. I know. I cannot get enough. I yeah. just fucking... A dude wearing, like, Converse and skinnies and sitting yep. on a stool with yep. his guitar. Rolled up flannel. Yeah, just just yeah. crooning. Like, you can tell that he really did spend three hours just trying to get that messy bed hair yeah. look perfect. Maybe he's got, like, a necklace with dog tags or something on it. Mm, like, um... Like a leather cuff or something? Yeah, leather cuff. Yeah. Uh, some holes in the jeans. Like a popped collar, like a... yeah. Just, just for a bit of fun, and like you know. the just the deepest V underneath that flannel, yeah, just sickeningly deep V, yeah. So, it... so like, like, like Jesus, no, like God, resting on the eighth day. Yes, we will be resting on the eighth week of this year. Exactly, I think just to get through 
everything that we've we need to process it all. I know. I think before we get back into like the look, let's be real, like the raucous sort of energy. Like I love that too. It's sort of like a more of a like little sibling kind of dynamic. Redheaded stepchild. Yeah. yeah. I think before we pivot back to that, like let's just take this week to really just. I don't just sit with like the magic that has been the last two months of Punk Goes Pod, you know? But mourn the fact that we're not talking about any more Punk Goes Acoustic for a while. Yeah, look, we're going to try and keep it light on the acoustics, mostly just to preserve the magic of acoustic season, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, look, let's just take it pretty slow. We'll just, yeah, do a recap of the last eight weeks and, um, yeah. I guess take it away past Emma and Sam with whatever they had to talk about. Yeah, enjoy. And I'm okay. Seems I just needed a break. Sat down, but now I'm up again. And finding out I'm alone, my friends left me behind. And into another town. This boy is not around And I don't blame him I do the same And now I'm alone again So I'll sing along to the only song I've ever known And I'll send it out to the lonely ones Whoa! So we're recording here. It's the first episode back of the new year, and uh, I'm glad that this isn't the only song, but the only song by Sherwood. Yeah. Yeah, look, this isn't what I would have picked to see in 2022, but what can you do, I guess? I mean, like... Listen to another song. Yeah, look, I was sort of on board with the original. Sorry, I should probably move close to the mic. No, you're pretty close. Um, <laughs> how about if I'm up here? Perfect. Um, I want I want your f- face. I want to hear your lips smack against gross. it. That's so upsetting. Um, but yeah, like I was sort of on board with the original, but like you listen to the acoustic and it just merges into like every other acoustic cover yeah i'm really hoping that at some point we pick ourselves up and like really find a way to enjoy acoustic month but like it's fucking sucks right about now yeah i'm starting to wonder if acoustic season was about i guess like if we've only committed to a month like that's fine yeah um i swear to god if you if you suggest two months well why would i even do that like if this is what we're dealing with for the next what three four episodes like if you suggest another month i'm gonna go into hiding for that month okay okay i mean it's fine the song's fine but it's not like if i was to start off with acoustic month it's not mm, really doing it for me yeah oh well poor sherwood uh you know they did their best they did go back to the forest sherwood In the morning when I made up my mind 
Once you staple gun right to my side all of the time. So, staple gunned by the spill canvas. I remember we used to have a staple gun and it like broke pretty quickly because between me, my brother and my sister, we found a way to break that. Pretty Why quick. did you have a staple gun? I think my sister had one for an art project. Okay, that makes and sense. And it was just like, well, I'll use this again eventually. So, yeah. just bought a staple gun. I have heard this song, the original, not the acoustic, yeah. somewhere. Yeah, which we talked about earlier in the episode, but it's still bothering you, it's I guess. It's still just on the tip of my tongue. Like, I just don't know where. It was probably like, I don't know, a 2005 roller skating game or something. Like, it was probably, it was probably in a video game somewhere, or I could see Ryan Atwood. Ooh. Looking out at looking out of the window from the the guest house while it rains. That's true. And Marissa's fucking tipping <laughs> tipping over banana lounges and, and screaming at her mum. Yeah, she's just straight up not having a good time. No, while this song plays is what I'm saying. I'm not just like just like segueing drastically <laughs> to the OC without mentioning this song. Like this song's playing in the background. Speaking of like. How wild is the news that just broke, like, yesterday? How, like, Ben McKenzie, like, Ryan yeah. Atwood is, like, totally going in on NFTs now. Like he's, Going against NFTs. Yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. Like, he's sort of, like, calling people out for it. It's I know. Like, I'm so excited <laughs> to see what he does next. Because he played, I believe, Commissioner Gordon in the... Oh, uh, what was it? There was, like, a... Oh, no, I think the there was a Batman series, but I think it was about him... Right. About Commissioner Gordon. So, like, maybe he's just, like, fully detective mode now. Oh, yeah, like, Commissioner Gordon is against cryptocurrency. Yeah, he should be. He knows what's up. You know, he just believes in old-fashioned billionaires, the type that, like, hoard their wealth and, like, treat their their staff like crap. Yeah. So. Do you think that Batman invests in Bitcoin? Or uh, just, like, th- crypto? I mean... He probably has, like, Batcoin or something. It depends on how, where, like, when you're talking. Like, he does come from old money, so... Yeah, but he's the kind of fuck who would then, like, invest his old money in, like, other shit to, like, maintain his old money. I don't know. Like, you see those Christopher Nolan movies, and he is not doing anything to expand his wealth, which tells me... I've got all the money I ever need in my lifetime, mm. and then some. Well, I guess that's the whole point of old money, isn't it? It's like you're kind of set up, more or less. I think that's the idea of inheriting old money. Is I don't I don't need to work a day in my life, mm. except I'll punch some fucking bad guys. Yeah, that's uh, true. But yeah, this song um, definitely takes me back to the early to mid two thousands. Yeah, in a good way. Yeah. Um. It was like, oh, I kind of, like, remembering the days of bands like Three Days Grace and Breaking Benjamin. Yeah, that's true. You mentioned a song by a group called Daughtry. Yeah, it's not over. Like, just listening to the acoustic one really drove it home. Like, 
the front man just has such a similar voice to the front man of Daughtry. Yeah. Like, this to me is like the inverse of that meme where it's like country music is just farm emo. Like, <laughs> this is the opposite of that. Yeah. I could totally picture this as like a country song as well. Yeah. This would have played as, this would have been like so many, so many wrestlers in the early to mid-2000s had songs like this. Or like they would do like remixed versions of the wrestlers already established theme. So like yeah. this would have been someone's like walkout song. Um, but yeah, I, I used to go to school. I think I've mentioned them on the podcast before in like year 11 and 12, mm. a couple of, um, Kiwis moved over, but they, I don't know what had happened, but they were 18 when we were all 17. Right. And so like talking with one of them about music and, he just had like this wealth of like underground butt rock that he just, <laughs> he just knew all of this stuff that was like bands like this. And they called him the butt man. And well, no, because he bought everyone alcohol. So like uh. nobody was calling him shit except for, <laughs> except for bro. Yeah. yeah. Nobody was calling him nothing. So what you think that he had you- a house, him and the other guy, they had their own house and they were 18. And they're that, in high school. That seems vaguely unsettling to me. Like, I know that at 18 oh. you're an adult, but you're a very new adult. At 32, nearly 33, yeah, alarm bells are going off mm. in my brain. Yeah. But, like, at 17, it was wicked. That's true. At 17, it was absolutely fucking sick that they had their own house. Yeah. So you're saying that he probably would have recommended this to you? He probably did. He probably yeah, did recommend this to me. Maybe that's where you heard it. Yeah. Well, shit. Shit. Let's give him a call. Oh, like... Hey, cuz... No, I'm not going to do a fake Kiwi accent. top of this episode, we mentioned that we had a special guest on this uh, episode. God, I'm saying episode a lot. So yeah, it brings me immense pleasure for the acoustic portion of this episode to introduce everyone to Alex Gaskarth from All Time Low. All Time Low singer Alex Gaskarth is here with, well, not in our studio, but on Zoom. How are you, Alex? Hello. It's been so much back and forth. Like between, like, I'm all right. Oh, so there's a bit of lag. That's okay. Oh, um, uh, yeah. I'm like pressing my finger on my earpiece. Can you hear me? You're there now. You're connected. Oh, yeah. yeah Sorry, but, love. What were you saying? No, no. What I was just saying is like, there's been a lot of back and forth between like us and like your PA people. Like, yeah. So I'm just so happy that you were able to fit us in. Thank you so much. We almost had to get like. 
two cans and a, the world's longest piece of string so that we could organise this. Yeah, I mean... Playing telephone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, look... At the I've risk- also been good, sorry. No, no, that's okay. At the risk of sounding rude, like, I've got to say, I did not realise you have a British accent. Oh, really? Well, you see, I was born in England. Right. I was there for a year of my life. And then we went to Baltimore, which I don't know if you know this, is in the United States. No, that's exactly what I mean, though. It's like, because your singing voice, it's very, like, classically pop punk, yeah? So it's just... Well, thank you. No, no, like, it's... Yeah, but I must admit, I just thought that your speaking voice would be the same. Well, it's kind of like acting, you see. Like, you just sort of... You get into the moment. You get into the mood, and I'm like... I'm channeling, like, you know how, you know where we got our name from, yes? Ah. Well, you know, obviously you're not the biggest all-time low fan, but it's from a Newfound Glory song. Oh, it is too. So I'm channeling that kind of, you know. We did talk about that at the time when we were talking about um, Newfound Glory, Sam, remember? Oh, I do remember. Yeah. Because it feels like I'm at an all-time low. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly how the song goes, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, so we got the name from Newfound Glory. So I'm basically playing a character, you see. I'm playing this character of pop punk man. I guess it's that classic thing. It's like the same as when Australian artists, they start like a pop punk band. You just start to like mimic the singers that you grew up listening to. I wouldn't know. I don't know any Australians. That's completely... Well, you know us. Well... Do I really know you, though? Well, I mean, we've only just spoken with you on... But, like, from what your PA tells us, like, it seems like we'd have pretty common interests. I, yeah. I mean, I hear you are quite a fan of one Mark Hoppus of Blink-182. Did you know I'm in a band with Mark Hoppus? We did. That's... Look, I must admit, like, we'll talk about that a bit later on, but, um... I guess in the meantime, so JC Ray, like we've spent the top of this episode, like we'll splice it in later so you won't have heard it obviously, but like we spent the top of the episode. I've heard it enough in my life. Yeah, that's fair enough actually, but like. I loved her, JC Ray. So tell it like, who is JC? She was me art school teacher. Right. And I loved her, but she did not love me back. Oh, I'm sorry. I feel like you, like. I don't know, you're you're the front man of like a wildly successful pop punk band, like Well I wasn't back then. I wasn't back then.
So that was Gathering Darkness by Canadian Pioneers Grade. Yeah. Like that one of my favourite bands. Like... I can't believe I hadn't ha- haven't had an avenue to talk about them yet on the pod. Might have might have been Gathering Darkness, but it was not. It has not been Gathering Dust I in feel my like, record collection. Right, like we're starting to hit like a bit of a turning point with Acoustic Season. I know. We started with like some kind of shitty ones, but I'm really I getting know. into it. I know. Like, do you want to do you want to introduce what's what's next? No, for this I'm too excited. I think you need to. Well, what we have. We said again that we have yet another surprise. We have a surprise. It's two weeks in a row. I know. Of surprises. This week, we have Kyle Bishop of Grade. I cannot believe we have him. Like, Kyle, thank you so much. You are so welcome. Hello. I just, yeah, I, like, I've already said it before we started, like, properly recording, but, like, you are, like, my favourite band ever. Oh, you're so welcome. I talk about you guys on the pod all the time. Well, hopefully after this I'll be talking about you guys all the time, am I right? Oh, that's oh, so cute. Thank you. Um, Look, this is going to sound a bit awkward, but, like, kind of a weird coincidence. Because we, yeah, we've been, like, super lucky the last couple of weeks. Like, landed some really incredible interviews. But, like, has anyone ever told you you sound exactly like Alex Gasgarth from All Time Low? The fuck's Alex Gasgarth? The time to talk is over, and that's unfortunate because this is a medium that relies solely on talking. I'm loving the song title puns you've been doing the last month and a bit. I've been on fire with them. This is this is this is the most fulfilling creative outlet right. I've ever experienced in my life. Yeah. I am the Van Gogh of song puns. Yep. Yep. So what do you think of Time to Talk by Open Hand? This feels... The original and almost the acoustic feels like a like trailblazing almost. Like it's... Yeah. It, like it feels... Because from the original, like, was from like... Because we said at the top, like from... Well, the acoustic cover is from Acoustic 1. So that's like 2000... Two, two, two yeah, three. Yeah, thereabouts. But the original, I think, was from, like, 97. Yeah. Which, like, is fucked to think, because I was only eight years old at that point. You were only six. I was. Um, You do know your age. I do. Um, But, yeah, it just feels like this is what 
a band like, I don't know, like Boys Night Out or Thursday or a Static Lullaby would be doing, even like maybe even like someone like Alkaline Trio would be doing six years later. Yeah. Um, like it just feels like they were that super kind of, I don't know, like, the, yes, the lyrics are sad, but also like, this sounds wonderfully sad. And, and that translates then into the acoustic version. Yeah. The acoustic guitar in this song talks and it is telling us a sad story. That was beautiful. Thank you. I, I, I feel just a little less fulfilled than my puns, but I feel pretty good with that. Yeah. No, I see it like definitely keen to hear a bit more of these guys because they do feel like they should fall into that category of like bands that influence the bands that we listen to. Yeah. But I feel like I don't really hear this name getting bandied about much. What's the, what's the one that you recently purchased a CD of? Oh, Jawbreaker. Jawbreaker. It's like one of those other ones that I feel influenced a lot of bands, but I don't really hear anything about Jawbreaker. It's funny. I think it sort of depends on who you read, like in terms of media outlets and like just the kind of voices and stuff. Cause I think Jawbreaker was on my radar when I was a kid because they directly influenced, I think, I think it might've been Give Him Hell Kid by Mike Kim. And yep. so there was like an interview with Gerard on, I think. It might have been Rage, actually. I think that's where I first oh, heard. Oh, cool. Yeah. So they played Fireman by Jawbreaker and Gerard like directly referenced like, yeah, like literally the chorus, we stole the hook of that basically in terms of like my vocal inflections yep. and everything. And so I guess it just stands to reason, like, if you weren't listening to my chem or, like, other bands that were directly influenced, then you wouldn't have heard them reference Jawbreaker and then... Because, yeah, whereas... I don't know, so maybe, yeah, maybe Open Hand are that band, but we just didn't listen to... For, like, post-hardcore instead of yeah, almost. I know. Like, it's... It is just really interesting. And I think you're right, like, I'm... We'll probably... After this, listen to some open hand, see mm. what they see what they were like. I miss Rage. I know. Yeah, I mean it's still on. I think, but I just I don't watch it. But it just yeah, it doesn't have the same vibe anymore. You have to be the right age, and have like the right amount of shit going on in your life, which is like none. Yeah, has to, like you have to be living a very specific lifestyle. That like yeah, I can stay up till two a.m. and watch Rage. Like the idea that we used to have a program. That would play... What time would it start? It'd start at, like, 11 or something, wouldn't it? A program that would run for basically 12 hours, and it was all music videos. Yeah. Because it would go... It went pretty late into the morning on a Sunday. Yeah. yeah. I think that was, like, the Saturday... I think it also did Friday nights, but it maybe... Yeah. On Saturday morning, start like, ended a bit early. Yeah. Like, it's wild to think that that existed. Yeah. And I guess now we can just put on YouTube playlists, but... Yeah, this is a this is a dope song. Mm-hmm. Both versions. Yeah, I agree.
Well, what a way to finish up two months of acoustic month times two. No, it's took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to say, like, God, remember back in January when we started this, we were like, fuck, what have we done? And then, yeah. I was considering just fleeing and, like, living in the woods and becoming a woods person. I'm glad you didn't. Yeah, so am I, because I wouldn't survive. Yeah. Yeah. But no, it's like they say in the song, like, I was over it before, but you brought me back to where it all began. It's like this acoustic cover, and, like, the original too, like, it was just so refreshing. Like, I've mentioned it before. I've talked about them. Rufio is one of my favourites. Yeah. I, since we did their cover of Like a Prayer, I have regularly pulled out that album perhaps i suppose yeah i uh i thought that was you just being really unsure of like perhaps i suppose (laughs) i think that's the album title i'm pretty sure it is um but i i was stoked to just finish off this month with some rufio and over it this you mentioned the original song Sounds like it would have played on a Disney movie. Yeah. Like the very specific brand of like early 2000s, like your Amanda Bynes, your Lindsay Lohan, your like just that very, like your Hilary Duff, the sort of like Cinderella story, Freaky Friday, that kind of thing. Um, was that Amanda Bynes movie? Uh, she's, she's all that. Oh yeah, she's the man. She's the man. Yeah, that's the one. Sorry. She's all that was the, um, uh, Freddie Prince Jr. movie. This is true. Yeah. But like, it just has that very specific, like, soft rock kind of vibe that I think was part of the thing that pushed me into pop punk to begin with. Yeah. Like, I still think the Freaky Friday soundtrack did help to nudge me in the right direction. Oh, yeah. Um, And, yeah, this sounds more like the original one sounds like it. But even, like, the acoustic one, it just... There's... It's really lovely. Like, it's really melodic and, like, it's short and sweet. Yeah. Like, the way it sort of fades out, it was kind of... Yeah, they shave a cool 90 seconds off of, <laughs> off of the acoustic version. Yeah. But it works so beautifully. Yeah. I I want to mention, because we were talking about, you know, movies and movie soundtracks and whatnot, we just, we just watched... Josie and the Pussycats. Oh my gosh, it was so good. I would have loved that movie as a teenager. I'm actually, like, I'm kind of glad I watched it as a 30-year-old because I feel like so many of the jokes, like so many of the bits where they're sort of being deliberately, like, sarcastic, ironic, whatever, would have just flown over my head. And I would have just fully bought into, like... Josie and the Pussycats, as opposed to it being, like, a cynical view on, like, this is how teen culture is formed. I would have pretended to like it because of the main cast. Yeah. Because they're all very attractive women. True. I would have pretended to like it because of that, but secretly I would have just loved it because it was a fucking good movie. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It's so, so good. But, no, like, this is, like... From this point on, we're starting to see the decline of Rufio. They're starting to get worse and worse. Yeah. Um, to the point of them splitting, I believe, in 2007 or 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they're, they're just one of those bands that, like, they very much were, they were pop punk with, like, this real, like, metallic edge to them as yeah. well. But, like, 
very, very like saccharine vocals and that sort of thing. And they, you know, weren't afraid to talk about how good love is and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. They're just, they're one of my faves. I'm, yeah. I think I'm going to have to listen. Like, I think I'm going to need you to like curate, like listen to these songs at least just to get a base understanding of who they are. Of who Rufio is. Yeah. Well, just listen to perhaps, I suppose, the album. Yeah. Just that's just... Okay. From start to finish is just, like, top quality pop punk. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sad that I'm, like, I missed them back in the day. I I mean, I only, I only found them because just going through my brother's CD wallet. Yeah. And he had a burnt copy of it. Yeah. And then, you know, acquiring their songs... Through illegal channels, we'll say. I think the statute of limitations is done <laughs> for nearly 20 years. Yeah, after. I think you should be in the clear. Yeah, I don't think Lars Ulrich from Metallica is going to find me. Hopefully not. Nah, I think nah. you're safe. But yeah, no, I just think that they're like, they're just one of those ones that was sort of like, they were like my band and yeah, like nobody else knew about them. And I was that snobby person that when someone would be like, so what's your favorite pop punk band? I'd be like, Rufio. I've never heard them before. And I'd be like secretly just like, like quietly feeling validated that I knew something <laughs> that, that someone else didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I think we all chase that feeling to this day. I, I'm, I'm fine with like, I mean, what I listen to, most people don't listen to anyway, but I don't do it because people don't listen to it. I was, I was joking, but that's fine. Okay. Yeah. But no, this fully impressed by both versions of this song. I think we do just need to like take one of those movies though and just like cut this in. Like this is the only song that plays throughout the whole movie. Yeah. Like 20 times. Yeah, like an episode of Dawson's Creek, how they just reuse oh. the same one over and over again. Oh, that, that first episode with, or second episode with tub thumping. Oh, peak, peak television. <laughs> was so good. Was so good. I, I, sometimes I wish this was a Dawson's Creek podcast, but it's not. What can you do? Unfortunately not. So there you have it, folks. That's acoustic season. Done and dusted, at least for now, I guess. I hope you've uh, enjoyed these little snippets from from the weeks. Tell us what your favourite songs have been that we haven't played in this week's episode, but we did play in previous weeks. Like what what were what were your favourite ones of Acoustic Month? Yeah, true. Really, let us know. Like this is just, I feel like a better human being. I know, like. Yeah, like we were saying up top, it's just there's something very restorative about what, like, the journey we've been through over the last seven weeks. Like, we have Adele next week, and I I just feel like Adele is maybe a bit too heavy for me now. I know. Yeah. But that's okay. We have, like, a week to recover and yeah. just sort of refocus, get back into, like, that heavy mindset. And- I need to develop my hard edges again so I can, you know properly appreciated Adele. Yeah, true. Yeah. But yeah, look, thank you so much as always for listening. Like, especially like, thank you so much for getting us to the top of like the Apple podcast charts. Like this last week, it's been insane. We've had so many requests for interviews. Like, Podbean as well. I know. Yeah. Like who would have thought this little podcast from Melbourne would have just taken off 
specifically over January and February 2022. And specifically only on Apple and Podbean. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess, like, yeah, because when we got Joe Rogan on, like, we had to ditch that episode. We ended up not really talking about it because Spotify ended up, like, cracking the shits with us. So. Yeah, but not him because they pay him too much I know. money. But I guess, like, at least we get to stay on Spotify, though. Like That's, that's true. Like, They're not paying us, you know, $100 million, but... So I guess, yeah, look, when, when we launch our Patreon, that we do still have the files, so, like, I guess if you're willing to pay for it, then we can put up the lost tapes of us interviewing Joe Rogan. <laughs> yep. But, well, until next week, um, yeah. We'll see you then.